everybody. It's me again. Welcome back to another podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to this podcast ever since I found out uh, Jamie was coming. So uh, we have Jamie Galloway today with us on the uh, the global. I think we're calling we're calling we've said on the name Jamie Global Green Room because we started shooting room. it in the green room. Yeah. And so we, we're kind of set on the global green room. And it had a it had a little twang to it. We couldn't figure out anything else. But yeah, we have Jamie Galloway here on the global green room. And I'm pumped because Jamie's Jamie's my, one of my best friends on the planet, and uh, you're going to see him here a lot on this thing anyway. So you might as well just get used to it. Um, but yeah, Jamie Galloway's here. Uh, just just moved down to South Carolina. Uh, is reinvigorating his itinerant ministry out of South Carolina. Just finished pastoring. You were pastoring what? Four years? Five years? Five years. Uh, church planner in in uh, in Philly and in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, itinerant, travels with Randy Clark, was with me in Furious Father of Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Wow, I get them all confused. Holy Ghost. The Furious Father of... <laughs> the Furious Father of Holy Ghost Lights with Love. And uh, and he's yeah. here. And he came in today, just drove in. Literally, you just drove in from South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, came in to say hi. We're, we're going to hang out this weekend. And so I thought, hey, if I can get him in here, we can have some fun and uh, talk to you guys for a little bit. And yeah. I'm excited. All to be that here. being said, Jamie yeah. Galloway, come on! I'm excited to be here, man. It's I, good. This podcast is uh, intriguing. I hop into the office, and the office is like electric. It's like a buzzer. They're like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, are you on the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's official." Yeah, I'm on the podcast. So like, it's there's life in the office yeah, here man. at the global They're headquarters. They're fun. They've been really fun. Like, I I I got a vision to do this just from listening to podcasts while I was working out. And I was like, man, what's I, that like? You're working out. First of all, it's very like it. It sounded all official when I said it. Yeah, but is yeah. that like you're you're walking? No, I've been how running. Do you, how do I've you been watch running. A podcast. No, I'm not watching. I'm listening. Oh, to you're it. listening. But to a podcast. but okay. you know, you can watch it, listen to it. It's all the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I like watching them. I actually watch podcasts. Well, I do when that, I'm at home. I, when I'm on my, I do workout. I do the the elliptical. And yeah, I run through like I binge watch Netflix That's on the elliptical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I set it up there. I got my iPhone, and it's like, and I just go. Yeah, and, then, and like forty <laughs> minutes into it, I've finished an episode of whatever it is I'm lo- watching. Right. I won't let anyone know what I watch. Yeah. So that's the question whether I'm saved, but you know, but yeah, yeah, it's fun. What do you watch? I, now I'm interested. You know what? I don't. I, I don't want to talk about what I watch because some people get like weird. Why? Why I mean, do people get weird? They. I feel like the people get weird about what you watch because they judge like your level of spirituality. You know, depending upon what music you listen right. to, what you watch, right. you know, what you eat, what you don't eat. Right. And it, and it becomes their kind of gauge as far as like whether or not you're actually really walking with God or not. I'm right. not saying I watch anything, you know. That, I know. That, I, you don't have to you know, justify it, to me, but, man. But I you know. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I could be like, look, I watch The Sound of Music all weekend. And, the, and somebody would be like, <laughs> <gasps> right. you know, like right. you just, you literally pushing the envelope. Right. You know, and, uh, but, you know, that's that's what, what's what we deal with. You so know? where's the line where you go, whatever, I don't care people's opinion. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to do what I want and l- let people know because this is me and this is who I am. Yeah, I, I and, or where and where's that line? Because like I know I know like Randy doesn't get up and talk about it. Like I don't get up and talk about a lot of kind of that personal stuff for that same that same reason. Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 kind of like you put yourself in the crosshairs when you start right becoming more personal and let people in on your personal life or your per you know. And it's like so in some ways you know it's just like 
I just lay everything down for the gospel. Right. Like, I don't want anything to be a stumbling block right. or something weird. But, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a, something in me that rises up every once in a while, and I'm like, here, how about this? And I, and people are like, wow, you know, yeah. like, because I think people are so, you know, they they want black and white. They want everything black and white. And the Bible, the Bible's pretty clear about that, though, man. Black and white. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's black actually and white, to right? be to be the to be the middle road. You get spit out, man. That's yeah. dangerous. It's not lukewarm, but there's a they're just like black and white, black right. and white, black and white. And then you know that then there's like the, not necessarily there's you know morals are not gray. Right. We're not we're not talking about morals being gray, but there's gray areas in the kingdom that just you know that that basically does it. You know, does it matter? Right. I, I mean, you know, like, does it matter? Right. And it's also up to your own conviction, your own personal conviction. Yeah, it's your conviction. It's yeah. everyone has a relationship with God, and it's up to the individual and their individual responsibility to yeah. feel that out with God. And so I've been with people, and and they feel the freedom to do something that I don't feel the freedom right. to do. And I don't judge them. It's just that's right. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying, dude. It's, back in the day, can I bring up a back in the day story? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, yeah. you would be convicted when we would sit around and just like, because we lived. Jamie and I lived together. Jamie, and myself, Brandon Sunberg. We were the first three interns that traveled with with Randy Clark. Yeah. And we lived together in a house. So like, we were we were roommates. So like, I I I've, I just grew up in a house where like TV and movies and art like art. My parents are artists, totally, so like, totally. so like my like, I'll walk through an art gallery, and like Christians will be like, no, but uh, you know, like I'll I'll go through. It. I just grew up with it. It's not, you know, it's not an issue, but but you know, so that's like my that's where my my context came from. You know, my background coming into it, and and so like I've never I don't have an issue like TV or whatever, like whatever. To each his own. If the Lord convicts me of something, I won't. I'll stop doing it, and and that which has happened like a myriad of times. I'll get convicted of something. Sure. But like we were interns and you, you know, you were just so zealous for God. We were all super zealous for God. But, you know, like I remember watching, um, what was it? We were over at Randy's house and I think it was Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving? It might have been Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving, Randy's house. And we watched Ice Age. That no. was it. It was Ice Age. No. It was Ice Age because there was these two. Oh there no! Was like you this, know what? There was like this homosexual reference in Ice Age, and, and right? Wasn't that it? it might I, don't, have been, I don't. Know. And please, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I think this is, this uh, illustrates it well. You know, and you were like, ah, no, like, and you're like, shut her down. You know, like we can't watch that. And we're all like, James, relax, man. Like, simmer down, buddy. And you're like, I'm out of here. You start reading the Bible, but that was, you know. <laughs> but there's different times and different seasons when your convictions are are heavier. Or, yeah, or, you or know, not. it's. I think it's. I grew up. In super nominal Christianity. Right. Like, you know, we went to church every Sunday. Right. Parents were part of the, you know, the youth ministry, everything. And I never experienced the power of God. And then I got radically saved. Right. Out of addiction, out of, right. you know, just a lifestyle of just, you know, living whatever I wanted to do, whatever high I could get my hands on. Right. And so I got extreme right when I got out of there. I got extreme. <laughs> And it wasn't extreme necessarily. Some of it was in the right way. Right. But some of it was I got so extreme that I didn't want, I I, I did I couldn't feel comfortable. Right. In any situation, I I was like, I gotta be I gotta be <laughs> fasting. I gotta be praying. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> but, yeah. And and then I had to like, I had to learn the Father's love, you know that God is my Father, and that changed everything. Right. 
you know, and then I started being able to relate to people that out of that and feeling very comfortable and, and all these things that I held on to, you know, that were, that were part of, uh, even cultural Christianity growing up, you know, right. I mean, when I got saved, it was like the first thing I did was burn my CDs. Yeah. It wasn't because anybody told me. It was just I heard testimonies of that when I was a kid over and over and over growing up in, like, ultra-conservative Christianity. I heard people saying, that guy got saved. He burned his CDs, his CD collection. And back then, a CD collection was like, you know. Yeah, it It was like an altar to Satan. Yeah, I mean, well, not just that, but imagine. (laughs) It was a big deal, too, yeah. You have 250 CDs. Right, 22 bucks a pop or whatever they were back in the the day. we could download everything. But imagine having, like, (laughs) $5,000 worth of, you know, audio. Right mp3s or whatever downloads onto your onto your iphone or ipod yeah and you're just like god i give this to you yeah and it's your like it's your it's your beginning expression of that you actually have a love for god and you have a desire for god right but it 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 makes it 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 really is it's strange it's a strange thing because then you go you know did that matter yeah. And I think it does. I, it totally matters. I think it matters. A hundred percent. Those things, because I have a million testimonies like that where I threw stuff away, burned stuff, and that stuff wrecked me. It changed me. And it's and it's an outward symbol of what's going on internally. It's Fun. like, I don't want there to be anything. You know, like, oh, totally. I think it's powerful. But, like, does the Lord tell me to burn my CDs now? No. no. Like, he doesn't. No. But, but you, also, you also mature, right? You learn, like, the older you get, you learn... What, what's affecting you, what's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, the more you're around it. Just being married, have kids, like, you, you move on totally. from being a child to yeah, an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and now we go into places where those ch- churches would never say we should ever go. Like, we go into witchcraft festivals, we go into... And back, that whole mindset, that time where they were like, everything's evil. If Unless it's Jesus, then it's absolute, absolute evil. You know, don't go near it. Don't touch it. Don't walk into a CD store. Like, you know, don't don't go. Don't walk past the, you know, the psychic place. Like we we've kind of changed in the sense of now we like to go into those places and bring life and bring light. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I think it's in your maturity as you're growing. Not when I say maturity, but as you're growing on this journey, right? Right. The levels of warfare change totally. And what you used to think was attacking you, dude. I think about this all the time. I love this. What you think? Was I think attack- about this all the time. I mean, we just had this red cup controversy. I wrote about this on on Facebook. Tell me, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so this Starbucks comes out with a red cup. Yes, yes, yes. There's no okay. logos on it. This is, by the way, this is coming out in like th- uh, February. Okay, so so we're in February right we're, now. But yeah. so back in in November. Yeah, yeah, back in November, which is where we're you know we're in that that neck of the woods right now and some guy gets online he gets irritated that there's no merry christmas logos on the red right. cup and he's like christianity's under attack you know <laughs> and here we have an entire movement right. of of people maybe it's a small movement but it was big enough to have a voice right. and actually get on mainstream news mm-hmm. and they're like a cup that holds hot liquids is attacking my faith. <laughs> right. You know, like, right. how 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 do we get to this? You know, like, I laugh almost every year. There's always, like, you know, on Fox News or something, like, Christianity under attack, someone stole baby Jesus. Right. And 
undoubtedly it's always somewhere in Florida. Like, you know, it's somewhere in Florida. Why, why Florida? I don't know. I just see it over and over. It's somewhere in Florida. And they're like, someone's old baby Jesus. Christianity, this nativity right. scene right. at Christmas time. And I'm like, maybe somebody needed baby Jesus. Maybe they were like desperate for Jesus. And that was the only way they knew how to get him. They were like, I'm going to, Jesus, I need you. I'm, and they, they drive by, they steal Jesus. I'm sure that's what they're thinking. Right? It would be weird. I need if they, Jesus in my life, and so they steal right. a baby. Well, I Jesus. don't know, you yeah. know, but like, I mean, sure, you know, God's gonna, God's gonna have a laugh at that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's got to be. It's funny to me. Right. It's got to be hilarious to him. Yeah. He's not like, oh, angels, oh my God, right. do something about this. Right. Baby Jesus has been right. stolen. You know, and it's that's the kind of mindset we have about our faith under attack. Right. Well, when, we take ourselves way too seriously. Oh, dude, totally. Totally. Like, like, especially charismatics, we take our stuff really, really, really seriously. Yeah. And it's like, don't touch it. Don't go near it. You know, don't touch my sacred cows. And we do. We we, we find that stuff. Well, number one, it gives us something to fight for. Like, it gives us. Yeah. I liken it. This is a little bit of a stretch, so don't, like, quote me on this. But, like, I liken it a little bit to, gosh, I should I should be careful. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking, no, I liken it to almost like idolatry, right? Totally. Like, honestly, it's like the charismatics are so hard on the Catholics, right? And they are like, we're hard because they worship, you know, they worship Mary, they pray to saints, but like we pray to like, we, like we break out our shofars and it's like our shofar is the only thing that can bring breakthrough. Our flag is the only thing that can bring breakthrough. This oil is the only thing that can bring breakthrough. And when we, and we focus on all these like other little frivolous things that that might have been God at one time or might God might have said do this at one time but it's not you know he's not saying it every single time it has to be done this way but we like to focus and we like to we we find the charismatic movement finds comfort in our little our little things our little gimmicks yeah it makes us feel important right it makes us feel like we're contributing or connecting and you know people are our ministry right if, if like, every gift of the Spirit is only activated when other people are present. It's not like... That's good. Say that, uh, talk about that. Every gift of the Holy Spirit is only activated when other people are present, or it's for ministering to other people. Right. It's not for ministry to self. And so people need to be present. And, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, we replace people with things. You know, we have like, right. you know, our things, we have our relics, our present day relics right. that we... That's it. That's, know, that's a better word for what I was trying to say, relics. Yeah. You know, and we, we like, we love them. We, we, you know, we, that, that's it. And I think that we need to reshape our, our focus and it's hilarious. I mean, I just back up and I just, I just laugh because I was raised in charismatic church Yeah, and I have a love for charismatic church. A hundred percent. That... Because they gave me a shot. You know, it was like I got a actual shot at right. ministry, potentially, you know, like being being believed that I could actually pray for someone and yeah. they, got, they would get touched or healed or whatever it is, you know. And they gave me a shot. I, I didn't get that. I, I kind of had a weird childhood. I grew up in two churches, grew up in very extreme evangelical church, and then at the same time grew up in, in uh, Randy Clark's vineyard yeah. in St. Louis, which was, like, very extreme charismatic at the time. 
And so I got to see both worlds. And like I saw one, not not saying what, there was positives to each of them. You know, we had we love the Word of God in both churches, but there was an obvious emphasis of the Word of God in the evangelical. But there wasn't many people being given the opportunity, right, to actually get in the game, right. And you know, and and so it's messy when you invite people to the table, right, and they don't have to go through four years of seminary, right. It's messy. You're going to get people thinking like they're one of the two witnesses, you know, <laughs> which we've seen by the way. Oh. I've actually met. <laughs> Four of the witnesses. Yeah, they're like, I'm one of the two witnesses. My <laughs> angel is Gabriel. Oh, yeah. My angel I've, is Michael. I've heard at least six or seven people say that their angel is Gabriel or Michael over the years. I'm like... It's fun. It, yeah, they're like, do you, do you feel that? I'm like, what, what do you mean? They're like, that was Gabriel. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. But, it's true. But, you know, you got to walk people through this. Right. And they're like... You know, they're, they're, I mean, I remember when Bob Jones was still alive, right? Bob Jones, one of the most amazing yeah. prophets in, in our time, you know, like a grandfather prophet to us. And that, you know, oh, we yeah. grew up in his, around his Yeah, ministry. I used to go to his house, man. Yeah, I've been to yeah. his house. And I remember talking with people, and they're like, you know, when Bob Jones dies, he, I'm going to get his mail. Oh. And I was like, what are you saying? And they're oh. like, yeah, it's in his, and, I'm getting his mantle, and the Lord oh, told me that. So I'm like, weird. it's so weird, dude. Yeah, like, oh, dude, man. somebody just came up to me. I don't even know if I should t- tell this story. Somebody just came up to me. Tell it. My spiritual father, like, I, I, I was his, I was his kid, right? Like, he was, you know, you knew, you were around when Bob and I were together, right? Yeah. It, it, Bob Bob influenced a lot of people. had had relationship with a ton of people. Bob but, Bradbury. Yeah, yeah, but but at the end of the day, like I was his kid. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there yeah. was a lot of people, a lot that were out there. But I knew him. I lived with him. I, you know, I did his funeral. Like yeah. he was my dad. He was my spiritual father. I've had two people come up to me over the last two years that that after I'll tell a testimony about him, they'll be like, I totally received his mantle. Do you know that? Like, they'll come up to me and say this thing. I've had actually three in the last year and a half say that to me. And I, th- the first time it happened, I legitimately had to go back and repent. Because I was I, all I wanted to do was throttle this person. I, I know it sounds weird. Like, please don't judge me on this one. But, like, imagine if somebody, like your father or mother, passes away. Right, because that's who Bob was in yeah, my life, yeah. and they walk up to you like some stranger comes up to you in a meeting. Is like, your dad loved me more than you, and like is giving me your inheritance, and I have it. Like it just doesn't. It's not even a good. It's not even a good example. It's no, like, it's terrible. It, it doesn't even make sense. And 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 so I've run into that the last couple of years. Three people have come up to me and said this to me. And it it is like the most weirdest, confusing thing I've ever I've ever seen. And I and I like had to talk to I had to like sit down and talk to my wife about it. I was like, babe, I'm having a hard time. People are coming up to me and saying they have Bob's mantle. And and my wife was like, shut up. Like, you know, this is the behind closed doors. She's like, relax. Are any of them moving in the stuff they moved in? I'm like, no, nobody is. Like, who is? I am. I'm moving in his mantle. Right. right. You know, like, but it's so weird. It's so weird why people think that way. How they talk that way, like th- these are things that people spend time like meditating over. Like I'm carrying this person's mantle. I'm I'm carrying this person's mantle. 
We love that stuff, though, man. Our movement loves that stuff, and we, and I love our movement. Like we're, when we yeah. talk about this stuff, we're not we're not being negative. No, it's just no, it's lo- just there. I love it. I've given my life to this it's movement. Like yeah, and I'll continue to, regardless of what of whether she's buck you know buck tooth and and crazy. It's the bride, and I love I love the bride, man. Well, I think what we get our eyes on is mantles. You know, uh, we 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 like almost like they we can you know, kind of get upgrades. It's like, right. you know, I'm a level 10 upgrade <laughs> right now, you know? And then yeah. like, and I don't think any of that stuff is untrue. We can receive, you know, scripturally you find. Biblically, Elijah, you, can, you see it all over yeah, the place. Yeah, he gives, but his eyes, you know, he said this very interesting thing. Elijah says to Elisha, or Elisha says, you know, look, I want a double portion. And then he says, if you see me when I go, you'll have the double portion. Hmm. And so many people have told that story. I've heard preachers tell that story. Like It's like there was something special, almost magical, in the way that Elisha saw Elijah as he's going. So it was all about him, you know, you need to see me while I'm on my way out. But really, he was saying, if you see me, comma, then you'll have my mantle, you'll have my double portion. Hmm. And what he was saying was, if you get to, if you see me, like see into me, you have like such an intimacy of knowing who I am, then you can have it. Is that what that means? Yes, it's not. Are you sure? Yes, I'm. I'm sure. It, this is good. Yeah, because it's not about. It's like you ever. It's like you catch something from someone. Right. Right. You like. It's not just you were in the in the right place and you saw them right. do something special and it really impacted your spirit. Right. But you got a hold of the why. It was the why in their heart, like the why, like why they do what they do, like what motivates them, what's their passion, right. who are they, you know? And, and Jesus, you know, he's the same way. He's like, he breathes into them in John 20, yeah. 22, and 20, he says, 22. he says, Receive the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and he breathed into him. And that breath, he wasn't going around like popping, you know, chicks in his mouth, chicklets in his <laughs> mouth, go, you know, fresh breath, everybody. Right. He actually went around individually, and I believe he got so close to them, he breathed into them, and may have been a kiss. It may have. That, that's what I I see that historically over and over. Every time okay. there's a, a release of the Holy Spirit, like First Samuel ten. It says Samuel anoints Saul. Hmm. He get, he he pours oil over him, right. and then he kisses him. Right. The oil mm-hmm. and the kiss. Everybody wants the anointing, but not everybody wants to walk under the kiss of God. Hmm. You know, like I mean, we say, "Well, yeah, like sign me up," like one, but like to really embrace that because it puts you in a vulnerable place, and it makes you question all these little things that you do. Right. These rituals. And it boils your relationship right. down to what it really is. Right. You right. know, you're like, because I don't know about you, Will. I'm. I no, feel, I feel the it, same. I feel this way about my relationship. Every time I get closer, I'm like, it's it's like I know less and less. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. My and I'm talking about my relationship with God. Of course. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about my relationship with my wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No. It's both, both hand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> the closer I get to her, the less I understand her. No, uh, I that say, spicy Latina. Yeah. Yeah. So I say, <laughs> I go. You know, God, I want to know you, but I I feel like you just threw me a curveball. Right. I don't know. 
Like, yeah. how do I find, you know, it's like some people would just automatically go, well, that's not in the scripture. Well, how do you know? I mean, are you walking Rolodex of scriptures? You know, like you have everything in your right. mind at all times. I mean, I've read scripture over and over and over. Yeah. I can read John three sixteen today, something I've seen at the baseball game, something right. I've seen preached, you know, since a child, and I get something out of it yeah. that I'd never saw before. And I'm like, what? Where did that come from? It's like I'm reading it for the first time, and that's, that's you know, God is like so multifaceted, multi-layered. Yeah. He's so, so different. And I'm finding... It just all this stuff. Do we have relationship or do we have rituals? You know, are we ritualistic? Because he says, John five, Jesus says, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Hmm. You know, and it's like I get down to what fruit am I bearing? Yeah. What am I doing to help people? You know, how how am I having impact? Yeah. And sometimes it makes me quite, you know, like the other day, we're ministering to these people out. We're doing this new show, Jesus Roadshow. Yeah, I want to talk about that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I have these ideas about what I'm going to do. You know, like I'm going out, I'm like, I've got these ideas. I'm going to line them up, give them words of knowledge, you know, kind of like tradition. Right. It's not that, it's not. Some would say, you know, the traditions just kind of like going up to them, quoting some scripture over. Well, in my tradition, it's different, right. you know, because we walk in, in, you know, more more along the lines of uh, the power of God, yeah. you know, and, and the presence of God. But what I found was breaking p- through to people that day more than anything was actually just hearing their story. Right. And... And actually just, you know, ministering to them out of love, like saying, I care. Yeah. And it was so different. Where was this? This was at Clemson University. Where's that? So in Clemson, South Carolina. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you were in New York. No, that was another okay. That was another episode. We did one in Brooklyn. Okay. You know, and that, that was amazing, too, because we took out this uh, young kid, homeless kid. He'd been homeless for quite some time and, and uh, 18 years old. You know, and I'm trying to... I'm trying to find ways to minister to them, and I don't want to give away the spoiler because it's not going yeah, to come no. until May. Uh, but you know, the 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 thing was, I was trying to find ways to minister to this kid, but the kid really just needed a, someone to talk to, right? And that was the biggest ministry he got. All I mean, like just someone he needed someone to talk to, and it was powerful, right. man. And so you're so good at it too, James. You've been doing it forever, man. Well, you, you connect with people so well. Yeah, you know what? I don't know that I do. I, I like I question: Do I connect with people really well? Because I I I want to. I want to connect with people. I want them to feel valued. You know, that's yeah. what, that's Jesus. He made people feel like he was they were VIP. Right. You know, and he says, "Hey, you small dude. You got a short man complex." You know, you're up in a tree. Right. No one really cares about you. You're Zacchaeus, taking money. man. He goes, Zacchaeus, and coming to your house. And that changed his life. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I see that in you, Will. I mean, every, everybody that I run across that comes into contact with your ministry, you personally, you're the same guy off stage as you are on stage. Right. You're just very personal, but you make people feel special. Yeah. And that's what changes. to. A lot of people you learn you learn along the way that it's not about how big how much anointing you have it's about how you how you love people right bro I've been reading about Zacchaeus 
Yeah. Do you know that that some people think Zacchaeus was the uh, 13th apostle? What? Disciple? Yeah. Uh, what's it? Barnabas? No. Who? They cast lots, and it was... The lot fell to... I want to say... Barnabas. Bar- was it Barnabas? I feel like... Are you oh, saved? I, Are I you wasn't planning on this. But in a lot of translations, that, that name was like Zacchaeus' middle name or no last name way. or something that like that. No that is amazing. I, it's not like... It's, 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 a, it's thought. It's not fact. Don't quote me on this, religious fanatics. But but I've just been... I don't know. I've been... I, you, you know, it's like you get quirky, like little uh, things that you start studying as you on your time off. And, yeah. Yeah, Zacchaeus cool, could have dude. been the could have been the thirteenth uh, apostle. So here's here's I'm gonna, I'm gonna research. It here's real quick. something really cool yeah. about the Zacchaeus thing. Yeah, give it right? to me. Jesus turns taxes into an investment vehicle. Okay. Right. He goes, hey, everybody who you've taken extra from, go back and return with interest. He goes, yeah, I'm gonna do that. So imagine you're in church. You're hanging out, you're listening to the speaker, and all of a sudden, here comes this small, little, wiry guy, and he's just passing out money. And it's got a note tied to it, this man, Jesus, motivated me to give you this with interest. Your tax, I took too much from you. And, I mean, what kind of Jesus or reaction would you have about Jesus if if that was, like, the Jesus you knew? Like, he can make... My my, you know, he can cause undue burdens on me to turn into an investment vehicle, and actually, I benefit. Come on, man! That would tra- that would change an entire change, county. Yeah, it would. I mean, it would. Uh, it, so, here it's the uh, Matthias. What's his name? That was the thirteenth. Okay. So they which they cast lots. Have you ever done any research on casting lots? It's like it the does, lottery. It's legitimately like let's see what the bones say. Like, <laughs> right. like <laughs> do you know? Like that's yeah. actually what it is. Yeah. Like uh, some people, they were like bones or rocks. What? That we should do that, dude. Just casting like randomly, lots. We should do so that. So there's casting lots, and then there's like, oh, what was it? Lots and there's These another are- one that just doesn't even make sense. Oh, I was talking with Brian Schwartz about it. It was lots casting lots and another way that they decided on things. Uh, it's gonna come back to me. So all the short straw. So they 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 cast lots and Matthias got got uh the lot went to matthias which is just weird like they didn't pick the most anointed they didn't pick like the most biblical they legitimately like here's the guys lord jesus read the bones read the rocks read the bones yeah and then so matthias like zacchaeus's middle name or last name like could be matthias so that's why they uh that's amazing that's why they yeah which i like i kind of like that like I, I, I'm not saying it's true. I just like the narrative. No, I'm not preaching it. But it's true today, though. It's fun. It's fun. So hey, listen. Um, I don't want to change subject, but we only have a limited amount of time with you, and uh, I want to hear about your life, man. You just moved to South Carolina. Yeah, and that's cool. How do you like it down there? I love it. Where are you in South Carolina? We're by in the way? Greenville, South Carolina. And what church? And uh, we we're we're not. I'm not on staff with the right, church, right, right. but we're, we're, we're attending a church called Bridgeway. There, Pastor Chad Norris. Pastor Chad Norris, who yeah. was in... He was in Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, yeah. Yeah. The, He's one of the commentators yeah. in Holy Ghost. So relationally, we felt like that was a good landing place for my wife and mm-hmm. I and our kids. You know, yeah. We wanted to, Love to those kind guys. Of, oh, they're great. We've been down there together. We yeah. went pig hunting there. Yeah, they're amazing. Together. Yeah. 
And yeah. I didn't get to go on that, but I want to go. I they, you know, they're always you got to go. Were you there? Take hunt. I I went. I followed up. I came the next day. Oh, okay. You, I yeah, flew yeah, out. Yeah, you you had to fly out. Yeah. It was a so so now we're we're there in Greenville, and it's it's just great, man. We're tired. We got tired of five feet of snow, you know, yeah, every man. five minutes. You I'm know, right there. I, I get that. No, but I miss I miss the Northeast, and this is still God's. You know, every time I come back here, I feel the pregnancy with destiny, you know, like there's something, there's a hunger here. And, you know, I travel all the time. So I'm up here like every, every month or every other month, it seems. And, uh, but, you know, we, we moved down there and uh, we're working with Darren Wilson on this TV show. So Darren moved to South Carolina. Darren moved to South Carolina. And you moved? We moved. And... All of Darren's staff moved too, so All they just relocated staff. the Wanderlust. And no, you're not you're not a part of Wanderlust. No, no, no. Basically, I had an idea. Wanderlust is Darren Wilson's yeah, ministry, by the way. Yeah, in which they changed it. I think the name to WP. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't like. Uh, they were getting upset. Wanderlust. Yeah, they were. They didn't understand what that meant. Right. Right. Know? Just Google it, people. Yeah. Like, why would Darren write? Like, why would a they Christian like, company name? Like something awful that they doesn't even make they sense. They were talking about lust. I know, it, and not you know. It's but not all you gotta do is just like research for like two, yeah, literally a second. Like ask Siri. But anyway, he changed his name. Yeah, WP. He got so, he came under a lot of flack for it. Too. Yeah, but anyway. So we're not we're not on staff with them or anything like that. But we're working together on this on this idea, uh, this uh, television show, and it. It, it may be uh, air on tel- television. We don't know. You right. know, we, we're just kind of like experimenting, right. see where it goes. But it's called Jesus Roadshow, and uh, we just go out and find adventures. And it's cool. it's amazing, man. We got some great ideas. We've already filmed a couple episodes. Right and at this time, by that time next year, when this airs, we'll you know have, right. have more under our belt and be ready to ship by May. Now you've been talking about this for years that I've known you. Yeah, like this is like three years. Yeah, in the in the. In the yeah, oven, about three or four years, something like that. And and we, you shot some stuff. Um, what was it? Two years ago on summer. Remember, we were at my place. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you were shooting a bunch of stuff, it just was, trying to get it off it the ground. Was pathetic. I was trying. It wasn't pathetic at all. It was great. I was trying to do my idea with my limited skill set. You know, and, and and this is like the moral of the story is like <laughs> collaboration is everything. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It, there's like an old saying. You know, when you know, don't forget to use your friends, you know, like, right. you know, it's like be friendly with your friends and actually. That's partner. why you're sitting here right yeah, now. That's why I'm sitting here right now. It's like, I believe collaboration is everything. I believe team is everything. Family is team, you know, and team is family to me. And so we partnered with them because they got the best team in the world. They're, they're unbelievable at what they do. And, and they're fun. They're, they're like, they're hilarious. They're like fun to be with. Yeah. Darren is one of the coolest guys. I know. Yeah. Like he's, just sweet guy. Yeah. So we've just had a great time with them. And then out of there, I'm traveling, you know, ministering to a lot of the churches I'm already in relationship with, and then new churches and new conferences and new events. Right. And, and we're kind of trying to look and, you know, pray into a hub there for us as far as, like, starting to pour into the Carolinas and, the, and the really right. the southeastern region of the United States. And so, uh, and then launching there for to, to different things and different, you know, projects on our heart. But, you know, I, I just feel like, uh, in this time, it's been a good, good kind of a uh, couple months, a few months with our family. Yeah. Where we've got. Tell, to, tell us about your family real yeah, quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I've. I mean, I know all about it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I've got a couple kids and they're amazing. Six and twos. My daughter's six and my son's two and they're incredible. So I've gotten to spend some time and we feel like 
we've been on vacation, even though I've been traveling nonstop, right. we feel like we've been on vacation because we've been so used to, and I have a thing for pastors. I love pastors because I was a pastor right. for five, six years, and and they are nonstop. They have the hardest job, I believe, in, true. in the world. <laughs> it's true. You know, like It's true. A good pastor, a, a, a good pastor, pastor that does it right. Yeah, yeah. a terrible pastor has an even <laughs> harder job, you know. And I was probably the worst pastor in the world because I'm like, I'm more prophetically oriented, right. you know. And some people would come to me, you know, I, somebody came to me and was like, I need prayer, you need to pray for me. And I was like, you need to take vitamin D. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they wanted to hear, Jamie. No, they were upset. Yeah. And then you and need to take vitamin D. I, just the Lord, passing out vitamins. No, I didn't have any vitamins. I didn't wasn't uh, sell anything. The Lord told me that person <laughs> lacked vitamin D. I was like, they were like, you need to pray for me. I'm so I don't know. And I was like, you need vitamin D. And I said, go get some vitamin D. I'll pray for you another time. Right. And totally not pastoral of me <laughs> in any way. Their doctor, though, validated the next week that they had a Come on. very, very and the low prophetic comes D through. Deficiency. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I felt, I felt, you know, vindicated. But and in some ways, I, you know, I just, I love people. I have a passion for people, and I, I noticed that my gifts, you know, may be different. And you know, it's kind of like Paul tells Timothy. Do the work of an evangelist. Right. At times, we do the work of a pastor, or we do the work of a, of a prophetic ministry, or we do the work. We may not be that, right? But we we wear different hats, and that you know, in this you know, I see a lot of people coming up today. You know, they want ministry. You know, they go through a ministry school, right? And they're like, at the end of this. Be a full blown ministry. Yeah, I'm gonna like go to the world, the nations, have like millions of people at my conferences, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's not gonna work out like that. Not that I don't, not that I'm cursing them or no, not. I know what it's you're just saying. I've seen it over and over yeah. as the process that they go through is so right. valuable, right? And you and I, no, you have to. It's not so it's imperative. Yeah, you have to have that process. It's if you invaluable. don't, it's, if you don't, you will. I mean, there will be nothing. You'll have nothing to give. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you went out digging wells in Mozambique, called to the mm-hmm. nations, digging wells in yeah. Mozambique. Then you come back, you're here, you know, doing this and that, whatever, yeah. back in the States. And, and now st- yeah. you're changing the world. We still do. I just got back drilling <laughs> drilling wells with the team just three weeks ago. We still do that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it continues. But a lot of people see, you know, your stadium ministry or they see this or whatever, and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I got to go do because that's what I'm going to do. But right. like, it's the process and the journey. I mean, I remember I was getting paid minimum wage in Illinois, Edwardsville, Illinois, when I got, when God called me. I yeah. was getting paid minimum wage to dig ditches. <laughs> I knew I was, I was 17 years old. I, uh, I knew I was called by God, but I'm working minimum wage. And I, I knew every day to go home because and the, that my shift was over when I got dehydrated. <laughs> and the guy comes up to me, he says, you've been doing a great job. And I'm like, I've got this vision for the nations. Right. Like I'm having weird dreams, you know, where the Lord's showing me China and Russia yeah, yeah, and yeah. like Brazil mm-hmm. and all these. And, I, and the guy comes up to me and he goes, you got to raise. And I'm like, yes, this is it. This is going to be my plane ticket. Right. 
I'm in a race, a nickel, yeah. a nickel an hour at minimum wage. And he's like, you get a nickel an hour. I was like, what? And wow. then I didn't know what, I was just like, God, this is going to be a miracle. And I remember falling down in a ditch that day, lifting my hands and going, God, I give up. Yeah. You know, I give up. And yeah, that was a defining moment. That was a, you know, it's funny. I have this. I was having this thought all day. I give up. And I feel like some people watching this just need to give up. Now, that sounds weird, but, you know, trying to do it all their their own self, trying yeah. to make it happen, you right. know, sometimes you just got to give up. Right. You know, just give it to God and let him work out the details. Yeah. You know, and then he'll bring people your way, man. He'll bring people. Dude, the, the, the easiest thing in ministry, and, and we've watched it, is – you can confuse ministry and business. Totally. Like, okay, so you and I have had this debate for years. Yeah. Like, we talk about this all the time. How, how um, you know, because there's this line of like, what do I do on my own and what do I just let God do? And what am I responsible to do on my own? What, right. What's God responsible to do? Yeah. And like, I, I would say that you lean more towards... Like ex, like I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You like I'm, I'm more like, oh, just get whatever God wants. He'll make it happen, and, right. and there'll be manna in the morning. And you're yeah. more like, well, will you need a retirement account? And right. like, yeah. so like we we go separately, but I think we we agree at the same time on a lot of the stuff like that. You can build, anyone can build a ministry, yeah, based off of business principles. Oh, totally. Like you can build a quote unquote ministry website. You can get ordained. You can do all the stuff. You can you can go through the things, and you can start something. It doesn't mean that God's in it. it doesn't mean that God's on totally. it. Totally. And it doesn't mean that 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 you're hearing from Him. Yeah. And we know I've I've run across hundreds and hundreds of ministries over the years that people built. Yeah. And they're trying to maintain these things, and they're trying to maintain this fire, this fervor, this intensity, this revive. But God's not on it, you know. Right. And. Uh, and it's it's amazing because you can you can use business principles just to build to build anything. Yeah. But man, we don't want we just don't want a ministry. No. We don't want a website. No. You know, look at my website. I haven't updated in like four years. I need to really change that, by the way. I know. Uh, but yes. <laughs> what's it? Billhart.com. See, it, it, was, it is. Yeah, it was just Will Hart. That was single. before the name. It was change. before I was even married. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. So, you know. Y- y- the 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 easiest everybody wants something they want a ministry they want to be validated by right. the ministry Dude, I, I, totally you know but but you just want God to do it you want God to build that thing for you yeah and and it's better when He does because you get to go on this journey you get to see when He's backing you get to see when He's not backing you yeah. you get to watch Him open up doors like we both have the craziest stories of like God opening up doors yeah that that you didn't even nudge you didn't even like hint at it you know people are like. You know, they'll get up and be like, I just want to know if God wants me to start a ministry. It's like you're already like, like, you know, pushing in that direction. You know, yeah. prophesy over me for my new ministry that I'm starting, you know. Yeah. Like, so when God does it, though, it's it's cool. It's yeah. cool. What are, like, do you have any crazy God stories where you're just like walking down the street? And do you have any, oh, like, yeah. where God's opened up? Like, what's like the biggest doors this for is, you? Well, I just have them in some strange, random ways, you know. Yeah. Like, the other day, uh, at the airport. You know, I just run into mm-hmm. people at the airport. You ever run into people at the All the time. Okay. So one of my favorite baseball players of all time, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I love him. I love right, right. I love what he's done for the game. I love who he is, you know, mm-hmm. and his story, 
you know, he got saved, and I mean, it's he, he hit rock bottom. Amazing things happened in his life when Jesus touched him. Right. And uh, but he's a he's you know he's a he's a legend. Right. You know, and so the other day, just you know, walking in the airport, I see him, and I'm like, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I'm like, that's Daryl Strawberry. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm a big fan, big fan, <laughs> yeah, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan. You yeah. know, like, but I don't go up to him like, you know, I'm a cheesehead. Like, I just walk up to him, super cool, calm, collected. I'm like, Daryl Strawberry, and he looks at me. He's he sizes me up. He's looking at me. I could tell he's got a good. He's an amazing guy. Got a great heart, and uh, but I I could see he, there's fans all around. You know, right. this is like I think at New York Airport or something like that, and so like, there's the fans all around shaking him his hand, you know, trying to trying to touch him, you know. Right. And, and this was New York was in in uh, the the World Series. Okay. So like he's an announcer. It's a right. big deal. It's a big deal at the time. And I just talked to him, and I'm like, Daryl Strawberry, and I'm like, dude, crazy. I heard you got saved. He's like, yeah. So we start talking. And one thing leads to another. He's like, no, I want you to stay right here. I want to stay connected. And, and, you know, so then one thing leads to another. I'm connecting with him and his team. And, you know, and so then I run into him a second time at the airport, different airport. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, like a few weeks after. And I'm like, this is so weird. And he's like, dude. So, you know, like we just, these doors happen. And the thing is, you don't want to push on a motion sensing door, you know, you don't right. want to push, you know, on a, like you come up to these doors and you're like, what do I push? Do I pull? Right. You know? And there's nothing more awkward than someone pushing right. on a pull door. Right. You know, like, what do I do with this? And only God can give you the kind of wisdom you need in the moment. Right. Do I pull on this door? Right. Do I push? Right. You know, do I just, do I speak to the door? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, it's a weird thing, and I think every door is different. And I think though the biggest thing is, you know, I look at in my life, and I know this. You're totally 100 percent the same way. That Jesus is our future. Right. He's not our door opener. <laughs> you know, like he's like we don't have like this God of the open door where they're just like just open my doors, Lord. You know, and he's like here's another one for you. Step right in. You know, like oh, he's the guy who opens right. the door. You know, like. He's our future, and when you make him that, your right. future, your everything, doors open. Yeah, you know, and they open in the right time. There's nothing worse. I, you know, the probably the the biggest doors that I know that uh, were that that I remember are the doors that I opened myself, and like it was absolutely terrible. Yeah, you know, like I tried and I I opened it up myself. I cracked that door open. And if I failed, you know, because like <laughs> my gift got me there, but my right. my my character couldn't keep me there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember there's this church. Randy was we were traveling around with Randy. This is back in the day, and and uh, and uh, we we were traveling around with Randy. And Randy's like, I'm gonna go home. I want you to speak tonight. Was this uh, Connecticut? This is in Connecticut. Come on, I remember these. It's Come like, on, I remember yeah, these things. Thirty days of outpouring or something. Yeah. They had like mm-hmm. Jill Austin and like all yeah. these speakers, you know. And Randy was the last one, and he's like, "You're speaking tonight, Jamie." I was so excited. Pastor comes up and he's like, "You're speaking tonight," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I am." <laughs> he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Dude, it's gonna be good." <laughs> and he's like. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm talking 
second coming. You know, like it was like it was like I was like totally in it, but I was I was a little I was a little eager, right? You know, and and he's like, okay, I get done, dude. I preach. It felt like spitting bricks, man. Right. I get done. I'm in the car. And they're like, we have we have a um, we have a train ticket for you home tonight. Really? And, oh yeah. It was like we're driving back, and I was like. We have a train ticket for you home tonight. And I was like, They shut you down, dude. Boy. I was shut down. <laughs> and I learned a huge lesson that I wouldn't get any other way. Right. Because, you know, like there's this like desire for acceptance. Right. You know, but. And you want to like, you want to be that next. Like back, that was back in the day when there was some loud, like very loud preachers that were. Oh, yeah. You know, they they were just like angels and visions and dreams and, you yeah. know, and it was opening a door. So we, like, copied that. Yeah. We did. Yeah, like, totally. Let's be honest. Totally. We, we would do that. We'd be like, oh, yeah, how many visions do you have? I was like, I had a vision, I think, once. <laughs> yeah. I would use the same vision story everywhere I went. Yeah. I and mean, you're trying to find your voice. Right. You know, you repeat other people's stories yeah. at times. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so. But, dude, um, the, I was running through the Bethel bookstore last time I was there and. I think it's one of Eric's old teachings. I'm not sure, but it's, uh, you know, it's it, like on the cover, it says Jesus never had to self-promote or Jesus never self-promoted. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the thing. Like Jesus never had to push open doors, like doors opened up for him. Right. And uh, it doesn't mean that we sit on our laurels like at no. all. No, we all have vision. Like Jamie and I, we're extremely driven, right? Like we, like, I have no problem coming up with vision and like ideas and, but which ones do you go after? And so even like this, like this is a vision to do, just this podcast. Like I want to do this. Yeah. I threw out a I threw out a thing. Yep, boom. Came together, bang, 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 bang. And it's like, it's like nothing. I yeah. don't have to do anything. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just, it just happens. Yeah. I think the the biggest o- open doors that I've seen are usually when you're doing something that probably is not gonna open up a door for you. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're doing it for a strategy. Right. You're just doing it out of pure love. I, and one of the biggest doors that I, I have right now, open doors for me in our ministry, that's been a bl- huge blessing the last couple of years, and it's been amazing. And uh, this, I was out, actually, I went to one of our big conferences. Yeah. You know, Where? And um, I think it was in uh, Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, oh, it was Randy's uh, Voice of the Apostles. Okay. You know, so there's like 4,000 people there or whatever, and... Uh, 5,000 people there at the time, and I was one of the speakers. But I was just like, you know, I want to minister. And so I was out there ministering to people at the tables, you know, like not not, not like, hey, guys, I'm going to be ministering to people. I'm right, you're just out there hanging out. I'm out, out there hanging out, but I started ministering to people, praying with them. People I genuinely care for were sitting down at coffee tables, hanging out, praying for people. And there was a guy there, and he said, and he writes to me like, a couple of weeks afterwards, he's like, hey, I want you to come out. You know, I saw you ministering to people outside. You know, you weren't just like hiding away in a private room. You were ministering to people. And I, and he says, I, like, that spoke volumes yeah. to me. And I was like, I was never doing it in to get anything. Right. I was just doing it purely to give. And, you know, of course, there's other moments, you know, that are less than Christian, you know, where I've done things. <laughs> To get yeah. appreciated by people right. or self-esteem, right? You know, and it, you know that that's always hilarious because you fa- fall flat yeah. on your face. But you know, we we just had Tom Jones on. I don't know if these are going to go in, in chronological order from when we shot them, but yeah, Tom Jones was on the week before, 
or two, I don't know, maybe two, two or three. And he told the story of going up for prayer, like bringing him and his whole crew up from Florida up to Toronto to get prayer oh, cool. by Randy, yeah. right? And so they're up there. Randy's praying for people. They go to Rex. They go, hey, will you pray for us? And Rex is like, no, you need to like, I'm not Randy. Randy, just wait. And they're like, no, we, we don't care. Like, we just want prayer, like right, ministry. Right. So Rex ministers to Tom, and Tom hands him his business card. Like, here, take this. If Randy ever cancels a church, you know, or if church ever cancels on Randy, he can come to our church in Florida. Whoa. Like, two, three months later, like, Rex kept that business card because Tom didn't care. Like, he just went right to whoever. Like, he was just hungry for God. Kept the business card. A church cancels in Florida, like, two or three months later. Next thing you know, Randy's at at Tom's church where it breaks out. Mike and Dina get touched at that meeting. Steve got, like, touched at that meeting. Steve Swanson. Uh, Tom got touched at that meeting. And, like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just, just the fruit from those meetings is has exploded. And now Tom's running Global Awakening, like, oh with Randy Clark. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and it, and it happened because... Tom didn't care whether he got it from Randy. Oh yeah. Or not. Like those sorts of things. Like you can't you can't make that happen. Like if Tom walked up and be like, I'm gonna I I'm carrying giftings in my church, there's gems, you need to come and maybe one day we'll work together, you know, like it would have shut down. It would have shut doors. But when God does those things, it's awesome. I don't know if you remember this. We first when we were we were both like, I don't know, twenty 21, okay. right? Yeah, it was right when we started yeah, the internship. Start, for almost like the first week. Yeah. And of course, there's always, you know, we're all sizing each other up, right? <laughs> it's four dudes right. in a house together. Right. We're all, you know, traveling around with the same guy. Yeah. You know, like who's going to get his mantle, right? <laughs> who's going to get, you know, like who's going to be in line? Randy's son's uh, doing the switch today, just so you know. Yeah. So, like, we're literally talking about his dad. Yeah. yeah. And we were going to. You can't have his mantle. We dude. were actually planning to push him off a bridge. Yeah. Because we were like, we're next in line. We'll, so, we'll like, slowly <laughs> take out all the children yeah. and then rob it. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're all like sizing each other up. And, and then. And and I remember during that time we had like no money, right? Oh, it's, we were poor. We had no money. Somebody gave us about 80, 80 cans of Mott's apple juice. I remember carbonated. This. I totally remember it. And we drank over it a week. It was in the dead of winter. Dead of dude, the snow was so bad, we got snowed in and we had no food in the house yeah. except Mott's apple juice. That's when it snowed like it literally snowed four feet. Yeah. In like a 24-hour period. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. And we all drank Mott's apple juice all day long. It was like just to keep our heat going in our bodies. No, we we had, I mean, Randy rented this house for us, and like the electricity and the heat were covered in the monthly thing. So we would like leave all the lights on, and we cranked the heat up to like something like 95 degrees in our house. We stripped down to our skivvies, and we were slamming Mott's apple juice. (laughs) Playing Xbox all day and long. We, I remember we, it. Remember we set them up in piles, yeah. and we like plow through. Yeah. And we bowl each other. That was terrible. And uh, but, interns gone crazy. Yes, but I remember. I uh, there was a moment where you were praying for one of them. Praying for one of who? Uh, one of the interns. Okay. No, it wasn't me. It was, okay. it was one so of. So it was either Brandon or Ben. Yeah, yeah. In your pray, in the in, he got touched, massive touch from God, like. Like it was like a life changing touch. Something was obviously happening yeah. in this, you know, this apartment that we were in, and it just happened there. It didn't yeah. happen in church. Didn't happen any like special meeting. It just happened there, 
and it and you were like you want you want some like like you were like <laughs> look, making eye contact with me and i remember because we were just like it was the first week we we're all kind of sizing each other up and i was like am i gonna am i willing to receive yeah you know am i willing to receive from someone else and yeah and i was like I want this. Yeah, and, man. And I got, you prayed for me. And I remember getting so massively touched by God in that moment. And it was, you know, it was obviously you had your own, you know, anointing, you had your own history with God and everything yeah. like that. And that was what I was experiencing. But it was a breakthrough moment for me. And I think it honestly broke a lot of the ice in the house, you know, the the whole house, yeah. you know, like who's going to be what, or, you know. And the, all of that was broken, and the competition was broken. And uh, I'm sure there were cer- certain things still competitive. Oh, know. we had Brandon Sunberg with us. He was the most competitive person I've ever met. Uh, by the way, I love Brandon Sunberg. He's amazing. He, I, had, I just saw him. He was over at my house. Oh, uh, well, maybe like a month, two months ago. He's he's he, a he is a genius. He was one of Bethel's early like fire starters. Yeah, yeah. like like. Jason West, that time that Jason Westerfield was yeah. was just starting out at Bethel. Brandon was, I think, a school or two after that. Yeah. So maybe like school three or four. He was one of those like early testimony guys. I actually guys. think it was like the second year. Like he was like in the class just after. Yeah. Yeah. Bill personally recommended Brandon to come and travel <laughs> with Randy. It yeah. was like the, the, the we're not talking about like some slouch. Like Brandon, no. super anointed. Yeah. Especially for like, like ministering on the streets, ministering yeah uh, over anybody. He he has su- he he has such an amazing heart. He's yeah. still he's doing really good. He is yeah yeah. You know he would tell me stories. He was out in the mall, mm-hmm. and uh, some lady got you know he prayed for her and she fell out yeah in the mall. Oh yeah, fell down. He would see this like this is before because uh, you do you realize we're getting old? Do you realize that Toronto was like tw- twenty two years ago? Like so, this is before taking it to the streets. This is before like Darren's movies. Like this is yeah, this is what we grew up. In. This is what we grew up doing, and nobody yeah. was talking about it really. Like every you'd be like, I heard somebody prayed for somebody. I heard somebody prayed for somebody. Right. What happened? Oh my God, God healed them. Ah, yeah. you know. And we'd like do like break witchcraft off us when we come back from yeah, meetings. Yeah, you know, like, like you got slide, dude. I'm like, eh, I yeah. feel it. No, but but Brandon would like like continuously go into places have people falling out in starbucks and it yeah like this was back in the day man it was yeah. so amazing he, so he he's praying for this lady at the mall she falls out there's a, like a big crowd around like oh it's okay mall cop comes over yeah he's like investigating checking pulses and whatnot <laughs> and he's like she's okay she's just <laughs> under the power of the spirit and and the mall cop comes over to brandon and it's like <laughs> it's like real serious it's like hey I was watching TV the other day, <laughs> and there's this man on there, and he was praying for people, and they were falling under the power <laughs> of the Spirit. I remember this. <laughs> and they had a catcher. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> you should consider taking a catcher with you when you go to the mall. That's awesome. And, the guy, and he was, like, being very yeah. honest, and, like, it wasn't just he wasn't just blowing smoke. He was, right. like... You know, for real, he's like, you should consider taking a taking catcher, a catcher with, you with you at the mall. At the mall, I loved it, and uh, that was yeah. So we had some good times, that dude. Was we had some of the best times, just like going out to sketchy places and praying for people. Oh yeah. So Randy, Randy put us in the ghetto. Like, let's just call it what it was. Like, oh yeah. We we were. This is back in the day, so the ministry was super small. Yeah. 
I mean, it was big, like impact wise, but you know, uh, infrastructure wise, we're really small. We're staying, you know, we're at base. How many is the staff right now? I think we're like 45, 46, yeah, something like that. Then it Don't, was me, you, and like five other people. There was like four or, or four five staff, like paid yeah. staff. And then we used to pay Global <laughs> to like go work and travel for them and with them. It was awesome. It was a paid internship, I is what we did. Again. I would do it a million times over. Yeah. It was the greatest thing that, that, one of the greatest things that's ever taken place in my yeah. life. Like, it just, I would do it a million times. Yeah, man. absolutely. So, so, but like, money was rough. Like, remember Randy, like he would feed us at like Sheets. We would go to like, oh, dude. Sheets. Yeah. Sheets is a local yes. gas station <laughs> that, that sells hamburgers. Yeah. So we would like, you know, we would get like, you, we would get like $5 and we would buy like five RB sandwiches and split oh, yeah. them amongst ourselves. Yeah. We were super poor, but we had, you know, we had this budget to get a rental place with, and we were, the only place we could afford where, where we weren't like all living in one room was like in the ghetto. So we used to like live in the ghetto of Harrisburg, and I want to tell you something: Harrisburg has got some ghettos, like like for real ghetto. For so real. we would we would go and minister around the ghetto, and we would just Brandon would pick up like prostitutes and they'd be like waiting outside the house and he'd like buy him groceries and we'd be like Brandon you can't like drive prostitutes to the grocery store you have to have another dude with you and like yeah. he would like this was our life yeah I remember we went out we were walking across the street we like the place across from our house was because we moved a couple of times but the main the kind of the main house that we lived in with that had that like 7-eleven across the street it like was all bulletproof glass and at night they switched over to like a rotating window where you'd like go up, slide it and so nobody could get like shot if there was a shooting and I would like video drug deals going on across the street like my mom got me a video oh, camera. Oh, you had a video camera. Yeah, my mom time. bought me a video camera you for were Christmas like so I would come back and I would just be like, like I would videotape like I'd be the creepy guy in the window videotaping like, drug deals. I don't know why it wasn't for any reason besides that I could and it was happening all around us at all times. But I remember walking across the street. We were on our way to go to like McDonald's or something like that. I, I forget. Like we were buying groceries, and and those two guys or three guys came up. What? Do you remember the story I'm talking about with the scar? Oh yes. Tell tell the tell the story. You're gonna remember oh, it better we, than I. Well, would. we got flanked because they were like, "Hey, we know you guys are here. You're you're feds or you're yeah." Undercover. They thought we were narcs. Like yeah, they yeah. thought we were cops. Yeah. So they're like, "You're undercover," something like that. And we're like, "What <laughs> are you talking about?" They're like, "No, for real. You're wired. We know it." And we were like, "No, we were like, look, we're not wired. We're just we're white just, chocolate. Yeah, we're just." <laughs> We're just two dudes going to Blockbuster. We're right. like, we were going to Blockbuster. Yeah. We were, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. Like yeah. a ninety-nine You're right. cent deal. They you did get a movie for five days. Back, and, back to the movies. We've come full circle, Jamie. Full circle. <laughs> and we go there, and I was like, movie night. Hey. So like, we go and we, you know, and then we go to the dollar grocery, mm -hmm. and it gets that's all we had, and we went buy like. Dollar frozen fish, mm -hmm. you know, and it was like questionable whether it was super, actually fish. Super questionable, you know. And, and we would just we get this and like we'd make fish and we'd watch <laughs> movies, you know. And uh, and so we we're like we're you know we're a couple of bachelors, you know, just trying yeah. trying trying to figure things out. And so we 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 saw these guys and we're like and they're like no you we know you're 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 uh, undercover. We're like no 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 for real. We're just in the neighborhood where. We're actually ministers. Mm -hmm. And they were like, 
baloney. Yeah, you they know, didn't like, say that. Yeah, but, yeah. but they were like, for real, you're you're totally not ministers. And we're like, no, no, no. And and we both were like bragging on each other. We're like, yeah, no, he prays for people. They get to you pray for people. <laughs> he hears the voice of God. And they're like, what? You hear the voice of God? And it was like, yeah. You know, they were like, no way. That's impossible. And And in that moment, it was like a moment. And we didn't have anything like we didn't. Yeah, there was nothing. It was prepared. like this random ghetto encounter. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, for real, you hear the voice of God. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear him right now. And he's like, what, what is he saying? I was like, he's saying that you have a scar on your stomach from here to here and that you just broke up with your girlfriend. And he's like, what the? And he lifts it up. He's got a scar on his stomach from yeah. here to here. And he's like, I just, I know. And then, he, and then he goes, I did not. I did not. Break up with my girlfriend. And the other guy's like, "Yes, yeah, he did. you did, yeah. yeah." And then you're like, "Give he it." Pulled words. up his shirt, yeah, and was like, "I do." And then they just took off, man. Yeah, you remember that? They were like, they "We scattered. blew their minds." Yeah, like, they just ran. Yeah, and and you were praying for they all. Mm-hmm. I remember they all before they did. They all lined up, and you started right. praying for them like they were at some. Just do it meeting you know, style, like a like a, a Reinhard Bonnke, you know, or, or like a, a Rodney Howard Brown yeah, prayer man. meeting. Yeah, man, line they them lined up. up, and you were like, psh, 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 and they were like, what? And yeah. they were getting touched, and then they just psh, they they sk- just took off like when you when you told me he's got a scar in his belly. Yeah, that I was remember crazy. That. We we used to go to like I've told this I'll preach about it a lot, but we used to go to Barnes and Noble and and go stand in the witchcraft section. Do you remember doing that with me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We used to just like, we would just go and minister and we would have a blast, man. We would just go in these little God adventures, not to tell testimonies, not to write books, not for, we just, we loved it, man. We had such a good time. Jamie's my, Jamie, uh, Jamie and I grew really close during that time. And so like all that, you know, if you've seen us in Holy Ghost, it's, we, you know, this is us. This is us. This is what we do. Yeah. And this is who we are. And and I, I remember I would tell Jamie years, like, so we were 20, 21, I think, when we came on. How old are you right now? 34. You're 34. I'm 33. So we were, yeah, about 20, 21 we came on. It took me about six months to eight months before I figured out that I'd be with you for the rest of my life. Yeah. And we would just, like, we'd be in meetings and we'd be like, I'm going to be with you forever. You're my brother. Yeah. And he'd be like, I'll be with you forever. You're my brother. Yeah. And uh, that's the way it's been, man. I yeah. love it. It's been fun. We, we've been uh, best men in each other's weddings and we have kids around the same time. We just do life together. All right. Question for you. I'm ready. Because it's the day. Are you hungry, by the yeah, way? I have snacks if you're you hungry. I know snacks. you're hungry. It's the day before Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Oh, gosh. This year? Um, yeah. My wife not dying. Yeah, it's incredible, man. I mean, honestly, that's just been all-consuming. Um, I'm super, super, super thankful. So uh, I don't know when this is airing, but yeah. So it's th- it's the day before Thanksgiving right yeah. here. So the reason why we're, 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 we're loading a bunch of them up because I'm taking off for a month and a half to Asia with my family. So we have to have like a backlog of all these. So Where probably while you're listening. Where are you going this, right now? Uh, I'm going to Fuzhou, China to be with Mike and Dina. Just Whoa, check this out. On. So... Um, so because my, okay, hold on. Just, Hey, my wife had cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. She's done all the treatment, um, prayer, like more prayer than we can even imagine. I mean, just the amount of prayer has been outrageous. We actually did a podcast with, with her, myself and Josh Clark talking about cancer because Josh had had cancer. Right. So we did that. So you can go look at that. That won't be, I don't know, a few podcasts back if you want the full story on the cancer. But she, a few weeks ago, maybe it's been about a month, month and a half ago, she, she got diagnosed in to, in full um, 
remission. So, um, so we redesigned our life. We thought, we thought this is going to be the time that we're going to kind of just redesign. Yeah. Nobody can say you can't do that at this point in our life, right? Like, so nobody's going to say, no, you have to go back to this way you did things before. We just said, no, we want to be together more as a family. So we started homeschooling the kids. So we're together. When I'm home, we're together. The kids are, you know, we have, we have time with the kids. The kids are getting poured into, and we're going to start traveling as a family. All that being said, I booked, a, uh, I booked some stuff in Asia. Um, I want, so we're going to go to Fuzhou, China to be with Mike and Dina for like six days. So I want, I mean, just that one trip alone to take your whole family on, take your three kids and just have them surrounded by Mike and Dina, their ministry. Um, uh, if you're unfamiliar with their ministry, Loaves and Fishes. Right. They're just. They're incredible. The most precious human beings on this planet. Yeah. Um, they they have uh, they have about 85 kids with severe disabilities, like Downs, everywhere to like the most severe autistic you know, just the worst of the worst that they get from the government and they take care of them, love them, they get healed. They, it's just the most amazing ministry. So we're going to go be with them for like five, six days. Then we're flying off to Bali um, to go and minister. Uh, help me, Jesus. I have a board meeting in Bali with Iris. And then uh, we're going to go and do a conference in Jakarta, Indonesia, an Iris conference. And then we're coming back to Bali to do family time with Iris Asia, because I'm a part of Iris Ministries, if you don't know that as well. Um, um, yeah, so we're gonna do an Iris Asia gathering. So all of our Asian Iris people from all over Asia, they're coming into Bali. We're gonna spend three days doing family ministry. And then I go off to Philip Mantofa's church in Surabaya, Indonesia, then come back to Bali, go to Sydney, where I have a conference in Sydney, and then uh, that puts us early February, and then about through the seventeenth, we're gonna I'm gonna travel around Sydney with the crew and and uh, do Sydney, do some churches, and have fun, and then back home. So it's like a month and a half we'll be on the road with the family. That's amazing. So I'm I, so going back to your original question, I'm thankful that my wife's alive. I'm thankful that we've that we've I mean that that's that's the most amazing thing because there was a it was touch and go there for a little while, um, yeah. but but. You know, she's doing amazing. She's so. a, yeah, she is. How about you? What are you most thankful for man. this year, this season? Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm I'm honestly thankful for your <laughs> you just saying things. Yeah, about no, you. I mean, like, so I mean, honestly, Jamie's like, not just another speaker. We're actually family. Yeah, you know, so we came yeah. up here. You know, like we yeah. we wanted to hang out with you. We're guys doing for a day. A friendsgiving, friendsgiving is what you called it. Yeah, you know, and and we love Moosey. Yeah, you know, and and, and uh, we just we're so grateful. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Isn't that like legitimately crazy? Like, yeah. like we're just doing life, and then all of a sudden it's like bang, cancer. Yeah. And it was so random. I know. It's not like she's you know a closet. No, sick, you know, no. Like, you know, and she's a hundred. She's not like pounds so much. She's healthy. She keeps herself clean. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. She eats well. Yeah. And she's. It's like crazy. I know. But she fought it, and the Lord was with her. And he fought for her, and, yeah. and I, I saw how you rallied around her, and just I mean, you let I mean you in the middle of like your ministry exploding, and you're just like, no, I'm gonna shut her down, shut man. her down, and <laughs> trust God. You got to. There's no other option. If yeah. people if people choose to like leave their family in a time like that, they don't deserve to be ministering to the body. No, you know, I mean, you can't do that. There is no. I, I understand financial stuff. Like, there's thank God, I'm a part of global. 
and Randy, the, and I will say this a million times, Randy, one of the first things Randy and Tom came up to me and said was like, don't worry about your finance. Like what that does is yeah. massive. But but yeah, you, you, you have to. You have to be with your family. It's incredible. I don't understand. My wife and I had the conversation all the time. Like I don't understand how people who don't have the setup that we have deals with something like that with cancer. And like even though my wife had cancer and it was bad, it was stage four, she had a milder cancer. Do you know like she had a cancer that there's been years of research on. They have they have high success rates with it. Like I, I just can't even imagine if it was something with low success rates, low you know what I you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like and you've I, got a nine to with five kids and, and you got, got three kids and yeah. you know like I just can't imagine people how people miracles, do it. Dude. They need miracles. They 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 need they need the miraculous. Like yeah. they but it's also the the time that I the the biggest thing that I got out of that whole season was the body of Christ is essential. Oh, it totally. is like essential in those times. Not for making pasta dishes, even though like once a month is good, but like we got more pasta dishes than I ever want to see ever again. Like I haven't eaten pasta in, in a year since then. But just like the running around the 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 body jumping in financially, praying. Yeah. Um uh, like people like sending flowers, like people would send us, like, I remember somebody send us bacon and a bathrobe, like not a bat, like, like a $200 bathrobe, like that makes cashmere. Sense. And they were like the bacons for will and the bathrobes for Moosey to just lay around and lounge in. And I was like, that is amazing. Like somebody, I, I know it sounds really weird, but somebody was just like, they thought about us that much that they wanted to bless both of us in the time that like your husband probably is tired. And I'm telling you, like it was one of the coolest gifts I've ever received. Oh, yeah. And then like the bathrobe, it wasn't a $5 Walmart bathroom. And I understand if that's all you can afford. That's, that's a beautiful gift. But like somebody, somebody put time in and money and they thought, what would Moosey really, really need right now? She's going to be at home. She's going to be resting. I want to sew into her resting. Like, do you know, like, isn't that a freaking awesome? Like, I want to sew into your wife resting in this That's time. That's incredible. And so they sent it, like, so stuff like that wrecked me. It just, stuff like that would show up and I would just get wrecked. And then people would send my kids stuff. They would send my kids, like, we got little gift cards, little love care packages for my kids. Like, the body raising up yeah. and surrounding, even if it was all going to hell, like, even if it was all, like, like going crazy, the body being there was like this bubble. It was like this protection bubble where we always knew people were thinking about us and praying for us, regardless of what I would post on Facebook or regardless whether I would ask for prayer or anything like that. It was special. Yeah. It was like a special, and I miss it. Like I miss having that, like that intensity on my family. Like now everything's kind of relaxed and, right. you know, people are back. But like that, that just intensely, like there's something really nice and precious yeah. about that. It, the community yeah. aspect of things, that changes everything. Right. But you're, you know, we're, de- we're we have like something that most people don't have. We have a global community. Right. Right. We've, most of our friends are like in other right. countries. You know, and we see those people regularly. It's not like we're like, hey, oh, that's my friend. Like, I see them once, <laughs> at, at, you yeah. know, every 10 years. It's like actually true friends around the world, mm-hmm. you know, because we travel so much, you know, and people don't even have that on a local community right. level, you know, right. and it's like, I don't know what they would do without that. Right. But, you know, like, that's what we've seen when people get 
you know, they go through a hard thing. There's a couple things that heal them. One, it's a miraculous. Right. But then two, it's the power of community. Right. And it's love yep. through that community. Yeah. You know, they'll come back to the church that they may, maybe they're there, but maybe they left it because they hate that church, you know. Right. They saw something that they, sh- they, 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 you know, just totally turned them off, you know, and mm-hmm. just put a sour taste in their mouth. But they get, you know. When you're hungry, you know, even the bitter t- things right. taste sweet. You get hungry and you're like, I right. need love. Right. I need love. Dude, my my neighbor, uh, my neighbor's husband just passed away while I was in Africa, right? Oh. I landed off the plane, I, 31 hours. I pull into my driveway. She's out mowing her lawn. And she comes running up to me, just wraps her arms around me, starts bawling in my ar- arms. I've known this woman for a year like a year and a half, and I only see her, you know, just crossing, doing yard work, stuff like that. That that sense of like belonging, and like that safety that people get, even just a neighbor has nothing to. She doesn't go to a church. She's not a believer, right? Right? Like she knows who I am. She knows she doesn't know who I am in the sense like we're, if you're watching, you know, like she's not right. involved in our stream. She knows that I'm a minister. In her mind, she probably thinks I have a church, you know, with forty people down the road, right? But but but. Just being that for somebody in that time is huge. Like her son came up. I got to minister to her son. Like they're all crying. You know, the body, like it doesn't have to look like just in the church. You know, you can be the body of your neighbor. And then yesterday my other neighbor came. His wife died uh, earlier on in the year. Um, she He came up, just gave me a big old hug. And I'm not even doing anything with these people. But just being there, being someone that people can run to, you know, if you need prayer, you can get prayer. If you need a hug, you can get a hug. If you need a meal, you can get a meal. Like it's so important. Oh, and dude. and and go, walking through this with my wife has changed my perspective on what that looks like now. Like I'm involved in my neighbors' lives, whether they want it or not. Yeah. Like I literally am. Like I I I I I just bought some dollies, like some some big wooden dollies. I have to move something huge in my house and. And so I bought them. I'm literally walking into my garage. My neighbor comes running out. He's like, hey, can I use those? And he was moving it. I was like, go for it, man. Take it for the day. You know, bring them back whenever. Those little things, that community, it speaks. I have total open doors to now minister to all their houses, yeah. right? And they're calling me in now. Their, their kids are playing in my house. So it doesn't have to just happen during a time of cancer. No. You know, you can do this and you can build this. Totally. And it is powerful. Like I'm ministering to my whole neighborhood, you know, in a sense. Their yeah. kids are coming over to my house, I'm ministering You're to them. establishing yeah. a relationship, yeah. which leads to opportunity to minister. And it has nothing to do with my itinerant. It has no. nothing to do with who I am in the world of, of, of ministry. It has right. everything to do with all I, all they know is that I'm a minister, right, that, I'm, that I preach. But even when I try to explain them, they're like, what? I don't really, I, one guy came up to me, he's like, I thought you were a salesman somewhere. I was like, I kind of am. You know, but like, so this is for anybody. Like, anybody can do this and minister this way in your community. Totally. But I fell in love with the body of Christ again. I I, I, I fell in like with the body of the Christ. You know, like, I I, yeah. I have always loved them because I have to. Right. But I but I really begin to appreciate them again. Yeah. The, yeah. the it's amazing when, uh, you know, we, we're, call, we're, we're called to love our neighbor. Most people don't even know who sits next to him at church. Right. Right. Like we call to love our neighbor, right? You know, we shake, shake hands, time of handshake. Yeah. Actually, last year, similar situation. I I was in my neighborhood, and had no idea who my neighbors were. Like, <laughs> you know, like your neighbors would say hi, and you're like, right. "Hey, guy," yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like you like, yeah, 
you know, you give them a nickname, mm-hmm. you know, what's up, dude? You know, like, right. and they're like, obviously, you don't know me. Right, right. Right. You have no idea who I, I am. And then we had a hard situation happen with one of our neighbors. And, uh, and, it, and it happened, it was, it was crazy, but we had something very difficult and it was, you know, it, it even hit us personally. Right. And my wife, who's a, an incredible champion, you know, she just started praying. We actually was talk, were talking about it. We need to know our neighbors. We need to have a relationship with them. Yeah. You know, not know our Christian neighbors. Right. Right? Because, like, you know, like you have, like, this kind of elite club, and mm-hmm. you know, on your in your neighborhood. You yep. know, these are, the, these are the Christian homes, whatever. We, you know, cover them. But that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. And I started ministering to our neighbors and actually getting to know them. And yeah. it is a totally different conversation. Right. It's not what you do. You know, when you're right. at a conference or whatever, you you go up and you're like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, Scott. I, you know, good to see you again. Yeah. How's it going? You know, and you start yeah, to your lawn's looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I this last week, I'm just getting. We just moved into our new neighborhood. Go up, and there's a neighbor I've seen who's driven in, driven out. You know, for like <laughs> three months. Yeah, never said hi. Yeah, and I'm and. I could be like, well, I'm new to the neighborhood. He needs to say hi to me, but right. I just don't do that. I just walk up. It was a it, in in the moment, you know, kind of required it. It was a right moment. You yeah. know, he wasn't in a rush to get out. Yeah. That's not when you stop your neighbor to like, I, I, right? Know. He wasn't in a rush to get home to his kids. I don't. I want to protect that. But he was out doing his lawn. Yeah. I walked up. I'm like, what's up, man? I'm Jamie. I'm new to the neighborhood. He's like, oh yeah. Find out. Yeah. He's actually from where I lived in Pennsylvania. Are you serious? And my other neighbor is from where I lived in Pennsylvania. Really? So I'm literally surrounded with people from that I lived very close to at some point in the past. Yeah. And it's, they're like, this is crazy. And so we're talking. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, w- I used to go down that place. And we're talking. And he's like, what do you do? We're talk- and it just, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's, it's a relationship. It's, it's awesome, man. You know. Yeah, I came in and, and, and she said, I wanted you to do the funeral, but you were in Africa. What? And I'm like, you know, that's, I don't even know amazing. these people. That's amazing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So people, people can, you can do it. Yeah. It's not just about the stadiums and the crowds right. and the churches. It, it's it, it's just as legitimate, just with your friends and your family and your neighbors, man. Yeah. Listen, Jamie, we could talk forever, but we've we've gone on super long. Uh, Josiah, how long have we been recording, buddy? Whoa, an hour and 21. Boom, Boom that, that's gone by really fast. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at time-wise. Let's go eat. I feel like, what do you want to eat for, for lunch? I'm thinking sushi. Are or, we doing that for dinner? Or is it lunchtime still? It's, well, it's two. Dude, it's two something. We got to hit up some. I, I'm, I'm more, I like the. Uh, it's 2.40. I like the uh, ethnic foods. I know. The, the Indian place. Indian. We have this little Indian place down there. Let's just do shout out Masala Bistro. Right Boom. Now. We love those guys. Yes. Uh, whoa, you don't have a microphone? You need to simmer down. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I have. I've been there. I've been there. It's good. There's there's a lot of great uh, ethnic food. It's the will of here. God. Do you know what I'm Curry. feeling? Chick-fil-A. What? I'm feeling it. I just can't. Uh, I can't. I can't deny it. You're actually feeling Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I am. But we can go wherever you want because you're in town. That's incredible. Are you feeling Chick-fil-A? No. 
You are saved. I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Just keep it in the family. Listen, um, it's good to have you, Jamie. Yeah. Love you, it's man. Good to be here. Love We're going to hang out. Yeah. We're going to go hang out. You guys are going to go uh, subscribe. You're going you're gonna to click subscribe on this thing on YouTube if you haven't already. On jamiegalloway.com. Whoa, simmer down. Let me do my plugs, then you can do yours. Uh, so, so make sure you subscribe. Can I just be really, really, really real for a minute? Um, I'm going to push open some doors just real quick here. Push them. Make sure you post this, guys. Make sure you put this out there. I know that this might seem really random, but like honestly, these sorts of conversations, they bless me more than some of the biggest messages i've heard because we all know the messages we all know that stuff and we'll hear that for the rest of our lives but getting the background on why we do what we do how we do what we do is just as important as the messages that we preach not just as important let me let me rephrase that people are going to get me on technicalities however i personally grow just as much here in jamie's heart in situations like this as i do listening to your messages so get this stuff out there, man. This blesses people. I know there's tons of people out there that are trying to go after God, grow after God, and uh, and bless them with this stuff, man. These yeah. these this podcast, all it all it is from day one, and all it has been is friends chatting about things that are important to us, and just just us. I want you to see a side of ministers that you probably don't get to see at all times. Even though Jamie and I are pretty much this way everywhere we go, James. It's good to have you. Click subscribe. Go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. It's the the Global Green Room. Four words. Search it. If you haven't seen it on iTunes, click, click subscribe. You can get it every week. We're doing this weekly. Do you know that? I like it. Do you like it? Have you had fun? I've had fun. Really? I really have had fun. Do you like it? Do you think this is a good, da- do you I think think it's a good deal? I think this is incredible.